This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Free Play Florida. It'll be Friday, November 20th through Sunday, November 22nd. Graydon Clark, classic B-movie director of almost 30 feature films, including sci-fi, horror, and pop culture, will be at the show. He's the director of Joysticks and Movie, and they'll have a screening of it Friday night with a Q&A followed after. Also, Walter Day and Billy Mitchell, the founder of Twin Galaxy's International Scoreboard, and Billy Mitchell's the star of King of Kong movie, will be there to talk to you guys live. And don't forget, Dennis Nordman and Greg Ferreris, classic pinball designers of some of the most famous machines ever made, will also be on hand taking your question. And deuce for five nights at Freddy's Freaks, Aaron Fetcher of Creative Engineering and the genius behind the showbiz pizza place, Rock of Fire Explosion, animatronic band that heavily influenced Five Nights at Freddy's, will be there with his characters. And that's just getting started, deuce. They have over 200 arcade games and pinball machines. Every classic console you can think of, a tournament for Smash Brothers and pinball games, and challenges of games of all kinds. And remember to tell them that the official podcast of Free Play Florida Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I got my main man Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice weekly podcast, dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And of course, every episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the Deuce salute. Yes, sir. I'm glad my other one was getting low. Ah, ah there perfect. we go. Perfect. Good times. <laughs> good times. And of course, Deuce, we love to have friends with us, special guests, if you will, on our show. And who do we have today on the Happy Hour, Johnny I am and Deuce? Very, very, very excited to introduce with us the lovely Ellie Marie, cosplayer extraordinaire, who <laughs> was just nice enough to to take the time out of her busy schedule. Because guys and gals, you got to go and look up her stuff. She's blowing up the internet, um, and just take time out of her busy schedule to come on and talk to us. So thank you so much for your time. Hi, thank you for having me. So we're gonna have fun. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> be a blast. And uh, just like, we're, let's get a little information about who you are. Like, where are you from? Are you from Florida? Where are you from? Um, <clears throat> I was actually born in New York. Um, I'm from New York. I like to say, which I prefer to say, because being from Florida is not as fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I moved to Florida when I was around six. Um. And I lived all over Florida. So I started in Gainesville, and then I went to Ocala. Oh, my parents made me go to Ocala. I would never go there willingly. <laughs> um, and then uh, Tampa for college and Orlando for a job. And then now I'm in West Palm Beach. So I'm, I've been everywhere. Now I'm finally in South Florida. Wow, that's all over the spectrum, and I've I've <coughs> been all over. Uh, I'm, Deuce is a native of Florida, so like you're born from and raised, here. Born, born and raised, Polk County, Florida. <laughs> yeah, you don't find too many native Floridians. You know, most most people from most people that live in Florida are from somewhere else. So it's very rare that you find someone like Deuce here that is a native Floridian. So. Born and bred, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm actually from Louisiana, and uh, I lived. I'm same thing with with you. My parents moved us over here, and. Uh, yeah, I've been living here for 20 years, so I've been here a long time now. I guess I'm from Florida now. Um, but uh, <laughs> Florida's cool. I love Florida. There's so many opportunities here, a lot of really cool people like yourself that you get to meet. And uh, it's just uh, Florida is a cool little dichotomy, if you will. There's so much going on here, all types of people from all walks of life. And 
I want to ask you, like, this is probably a question you get a lot, but like, what would do you? What got you into this world of cosplay? Like, what what made you like? What sparked your interest in this? Um. <clears throat> well, basically, I started off my childhood by playing Halo a lot. Um, the original Halo on the Xbox, and I, I mean, I was just kind of always into that. My parents were into that, and my brother was into that. It was just like the world that I was in, but it never really like seemed like it was weird to me, you know. <clears throat> and then I kind of started like growing up and realized that not everybody played video games <laughs> so i started being a little hush about it i was like a wow nerd like all throughout high school but nobody knew and then um you know so all my friends were in that same sort of realm and then you know it started to become cool to be into stuff like that and um it started to you know kind of creep out into the open that everyone had this side to them um but basically what I start why I started cosplaying was because one of my friends, um, one of my really good friends, my roommate, actually kind of dragged me to a convention, was like, you're going to love this, you have to come. And so I went and I was really, because I'm pretty shy um, in general. And so I went there, I didn't dress up. She told me that most people dress up and I was like oh no <laughs> that's scary <laughs> we're gonna be in public <laughs> um but then I went there and I realized that if you're not dressed up you're kind of the odd one out you know at the conventions and so I was like oh it's pretty welcoming it's not like as scary as I had originally thought um <clears throat> so I made my first costume we went all over um Tampa to all the different thrift stores and like Plato's Closet and stuff until I put together this like rag version of Android 18. <laughs> and so I, I went to the convention and I realized how like friendly everyone was, you know, you like get to meet people and instead of um, just walking by people like I would see a Goku and we would like meet eyes and be like, we're, we like the same stuff. You're awesome. We're, we can be friends now. And then um, I don't know. I just kind of got addicting to like, this is like a great way to meet people. I'm pretty shy otherwise. So it's like an environment where you can feel warm and welcome around people, you know, that are just like you. Well, it's interesting. Cause I, sorry, my geekdom, my, my nerd flag, I wave, I, I love DBZ, Dragon Ball Z. I'm a huge fan and I've been forever. So when you mentioned, cause when Deuce had sent me your link to your fan page and I was like, Oh my God, it's Android 18. I got to ask her about that, but you ended up bringing it up. So yeah. <laughs> I love Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z is awesome. I don't know how you started watching Dragon Ball Z, but what really got me into Dragon Ball Z was the whole uh, Toonami, like that whole Adult Swim, not Adult Same. Swim, but Toonami mm -hmm. block or whatever, where it was like you had Ronin yep. Warriors and like <laughs> Sailor Moon and all that, and they had Dragon Ball yeah. Z in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that was a lot of Same. fun. Toonami was the best. Yeah. All the coolest shows were on Toonami, but you had to like make sure your parents didn't know you were awake. Yeah. It was like 11 o'clock at night. It's past bedtime. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love Dragon Ball Z because the, when it came to season three, that's when they, they were able to kind of like make it l less uh, censored. They kind of like, all right, they're going to show mm -hmm. blood now and different things like that. So Americans finally got to see like the quote-unquote uncut version of Dragon Ball Z for the first time because it was very hard mm -hmm. to get copies. You know, you don't have, you didn't have streaming services like you do now. 
across mm-hmm. the world, like Crunchyroll or whatever. Like you, you had to like tape trade, like go and find people that had VHS tapes, and they would make copies mm-hmm. for you from Japan. And I remember back in the Eagle Ridge Mall over here uh, in, in um, uh, Lake Wales, yeah. they had uh, a, a guy that set up a booth that he would t- he would make copies of the Dragon Ball Z movies and he would sell them. <laughs> it was like the most exciting thing in the world because it was like you where you're like, like whoa. Shh! Yeah. Got the stuff. Go get the stuff. Yeah, it was super bootleg. It got yeah. a little bit ghetto. Yeah. Just, but it was like <laughs> we didn't even care. It's like uh, this guy's got what we want. So you were getting mm-hmm. like these ghetto VHS tapes with like blank logos with like DBZ movie written on it, like in hand uh-huh. with a sharpie. And it was or like. like- a sweet label maker. Oh yeah, dude. Homeboy <laughs> didn't have a sweet label, label maker. He had a sharpie. <laughs> he had a sharpie and he had some <laughs> duct tape. Is what he had. Didn't even care. No, he didn't even care. <laughs> and he was charging twenty bucks a pop, like it was a job. Like it was twenty bucks. I'm like, dude, you wrote on it with sharpies. Like, it's still twenty bucks, bro. <laughs> it's still it's it's on the inside. That's what counts. Exactly. Right? And that's one of the cool things about you mentioned about conventions, and it's like. The first time I ever went to a convention, I had a very similar experience you had where I was a little bit nervous, a little bit timid, and I went in, and I'm like, oh, my God. People were wearing their nerddom, their geekdom on their sleeve, like literally. Mm -hmm. Like they were like, people go here, and I'm like, I'm not alone anymore, like in the universe. Like these are my people. Like they understand what I love. And I think that's just what's so great about the cosplay community and just just – conventions in general is like you get to go and it's like a nerd mecca like you get to go and you don't feel alone which is an awesome feeling when you when you especially when you go to conventions absolutely that's exactly what attracted me to it and that's probably why i'm still here <laughs> uh when was the last what was the last convention that you went to um the last convention i was at was in daytona beach it was 2050 events which actually, I want to ask you about that because a, a good friend of ours, Cecil Gardner, uh, <clears throat> is going to be there, and I know he. Long story short, he didn't end up making it, but he said that the people there were phenomenal to to work with. Even though he didn't go to the convention, everything leading up to it were phenomenal. How was your experience with them? Because that's definitely some people we want to get in touch with. This is 2050 uh, people because they seem to have great events. Uh, they've got commercials like they were running commercials that actually had your picture. I don't know if you saw it. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Dur- um, during Doctor Who, <laughs> they had been running every Saturday during Doctor Who. They had commercials for it for, you know, the 2050. And they said, you know, they're doing the gaming tournaments. And they said, and the list of celebrities. And they would have this big scroll of like probably 30 different people's picture would fly by. And yours was one of the pictures. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, he told me that. Yeah. So, yeah, he made a couple dollars off of you. So just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, he's like, where am I going to put the pretty blonde? Yeah, right front and center. <laughs> right so, in the Yeah, like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, some of the celebrity celebrities did have as good a spot in a commercial as you did. So you should feel pretty no good way. about yourself. Yeah, yeah I want to see this. I have to find it on the internet. Oh, somewhere. yeah, I'm sure he's got it on there somewhere. But I, I, I just really wanted to hear what you thought about the event because the guy who runs it seems, like, super cool. And it's definitely somebody we want to hook up with. Um. Well... That 2050, it was very successful in terms of the game tournament aspect. Um, I think there were a few factors working against them as far as the convention portion um, because there weren't a lot of attendees. But um, 
I think a lot of that had to do with their name. Most people see like the conventions and they want to see con at the end. And then so I, I don't think a lot of people knew exactly what it was. I think a lot of people thought that it was a tournament as opposed to a convention. Um, but their Halo tournament was the coolest thing ever. The lights were like flashing like blue and purple and it was like dim and like sweet techno looking. It was really, really cool. Um, I only had experience working with Mike. Um, he was our like liaison um, and he was phenomenal. So I would definitely recommend working with him in the future. I, de I know I definitely was impressed by him. He was very, very quick to like smooth out any sort of road bumps that were to come up. He's well, great. hopefully after the interview, you can send it to us. But I, I will say this, and, and just the only negative to say, and it might have <clears throat> actually led to what you were saying, was when you watched the commercial on Doctor Who, the out of the 30 seconds, 20 seconds of it was talking about the video game tournament, and the other was mm -hmm. talking about Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, and then the last 10 was talking about like all the celebrities and stuff. So if you watched it, and because I'd been looking these guys up, they seem really cool, and I kind of wanted to get to know them better. So I'd done my research, but if you hadn't done your homework, you would have thought it was basically a video game tournament and a card tournament. Exactly. Like you wouldn't have known it had the whole um the whole extra part of being a convention. Also the timing was bad because that weekend wasn't exactly the greatest because a lot of I was gonna busy. say that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it was definitely I had a lot of fun and I have nothing but great things to say about the people that I worked with because I can't really speak for the people I didn't meet, but um, yeah, the the there were two separate rooms. There was a vendor room with all the convention type of things, and then there was a game tournament room. And the game tournament room was popping like constantly. There was a lot of people. It was really cool. I, like all of this whole setup was great. Um, but then I think exactly there was the Walker Stalker and there was the, yeah and the um, Walker Stalker was in Atlanta that weekend and that was that was bad that's the reason why we love him to death Cecil had to pull out because he's like mm -hmm. look man I, I'm a you know I'm a Cecil Grimes cosplayer mm -hmm. you know Cecil cosplayer I gotta be at Walker yeah. Stalker and I'm like bro I, uh -huh. I don't blame you. You know, I ain't mad at you. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to be where you got to be. Great. But I, uh -huh. I want to go to the next 2050 event. I just think mm -hmm. that they need to maybe schedule it a little better next year. But, you know, it's yeah. the first one they've done, you know. So, you know, the fact that it did as well as it did because, I mean, my feed blew up for a couple of days with people saying how amazing oh, yeah. it was. You know, It was so fun, definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, I've got a lot of people on Facebook and the Twitter that follow me and are friends with me. So, like, when my feed's blowing up with something, I know mm -hmm. it's big. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I would definitely recommend it. That's It, it was unfortunate that there, there was, like, I think three other conventions that same there weekend. There was. Uh, and I just think it was one of those things where maybe they picked the date and then they got mm -hmm. too locked in and they couldn't move it. Um, yeah. I mean – it's one of those armchair quarterback things, so I feel bad for, for him, uh, you know, saying things like that. But we love you guys to death, 2050. It's awesome. And yeah. We, we want to be there next year. I can tell you right now, I want to be there. We want Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce to be a part of it next year. Maybe we can get that off and popping and get some more people there and have people like you on and the celebrities on that were there to promote it, to say, hey, you know, it's a video game convention with the tournament, but we got a con going over here, too, because mm -hmm. the con room yeah. looked amazing. 
Oh yeah, no, it was set up. It was a beautiful setup. It's like everything aesthetically was like the greatest thing. I I definitely want to go back for sure. Now my question. Um, I think they'll. T- Oops, sorry. Oh no, you go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I, it'll definitely grow. Oh, definitely. The years uh, to come. Now we we talk to different cosplayers. Some of them have like a what they're like a a I don't know like a character or something that they're known for. Do you have like a character or a cosplay that's like your greatest hit, so to speak? Like something that when you think of you as a cosplayer, like that's your most famous, if you will. Um, I don't know if I have one in particular that I'm known for. I know like. My favorite is always going to be Android 18, I think, because it was my first, like, gateway into the whole rest of it. Um, I get a lot of requests to wear Kitty Cat Katarina from League of Legends um, to conventions, but other than that, it's mostly just a big, gigantic mixing pot of every game that I've played and loved. <laughs> Do you- do you try to, uh, when you go to a certain convention, do you try to cater your look or cater your cosplay to fit that uh, experience? Um, I Well, it was originally something I had never thought about. Um, but then I wore, actually, um, what was it? I wore a costume one time on accident with the voice actor right next to me. Oh, 2050, I act, I wore Kim Possible without realizing that Christy Carlson Romano was going to be oh, there. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I, yeah, and I, I showed up on Sunday as Kim Possible, and I realized, I mean, I had noticed on Friday that she was there, and her booth was literally perpendicular to my booth. It was right there. We could make beautiful eye contact all day. So, um Sunday, I was like, well, I'm going to be Composable on Sunday. This is going to be fun. So I showed up, and I had the communicator um, that I had built from EVA foam, and I, I made it to where the screen, I, it was a pocket, and I could put my phone into it, um, and the screen was my phone screen, and um, another one of my friends that was a cosplay guest at 2050, her name's uh, Nerd Bunny, um, I put her into my phone as Wade and I made her ringtone um, and I changed her profile picture to Wade or her contact picture. And then I changed my ringtone to when she called me to the over and over again. So then like throughout the day I would have her call me and the communicator would show up and it would be like, Wade is calling you and so um, Christy Carlson Romano actually walked by the booth and saw it because she had to walk by my booth to go anywhere because she was in the back and she saw it and she came up and she was like, this is amazing. And she signed the back of the communicator for me, like for free. And she was like, this is like, so cool. You make a great Kim. And I was like, Oh, my poor heart. (laughs) Thank you. It was really fun. So I'm definitely going to start doing my research about what guests are going to be there from now on because that was an awesome experience and I want to keep doing stuff like that. Well, that's awesome. And I think anytime, like you said, like if you can wear something that one of the guests there is like the voice actor for or something like that, that's definitely got to be a plus for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's cool too, because that's what the audience is there for. You know, if they see that Christy Carlson Romano is going to be at the convention then like those are the fans that are going to show up. So it's it's fun. It would work out in both parties. 
Well, I just wanted to say what kind of brought me to the party when it came uh, to your cosplay was you did the female bunny from uh, Space Jam, and, like, every single, like, nerd website I go to had you on it, and I'm like, holy crap, who is this girl? And then I find out you live not that far from us. You're in West Palm. You're in Florida, and I'm like... I, I told Johnny literally the same day. I'm like, my mission in life now is to get her on the show. Like, I have to figure out what strings I have to pull to get her on the show because I'm like, she's local and she's blowing up on the internet. And just that, that <laughs> cosplay was phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. I love Space Jam. It was one of the first movies that I saw because I'm, I'm like the, always the baby in the group. I'm like younger compared to all my friends. So like I saw Space Jam when I was really, really little and I like loved it. And I so I've seen it a million times since then. And then I saw that um, the artists do, I think it was Sakimi Chan, but I don't want to be wrong. So, um, but she did a a uh, person Lola Bunny a human Lola Bunny and I was like I must do this this has to happen now today so I went and I got all the materials and I like sewed everything and I was like doing it now <laughs> this is awesome this is me well that, that was my question to you because you brought up sewing because not all cosplayers do their own stuff. Sometimes they'll have like a, a partner or someone that will make the crafts and the things for them. So is sewing mm-hmm. something you've been doing your whole life or something that when you got into the cosplay world, you had to kind of learn? Um, it's kind of half and half because when I was younger, I was a weird kid and asked for a sewing machine for my birthday one year. Um, so I, I mean, I had used the sewing machine before and I had always been able to like hand sew my friend's buttons back on their shirts whenever they fell off or like holes in pants and stuff. So I, I knew how to sew from a beginner's like perspective already. I was pretty comfortable with the sewing machine. Um, but I ha- I would have no idea how to make my own clothes or like make a shirt from like nothing but fabric. Like I would have no idea how to do that had it not been for cosplay. So it definitely made me learn more <laughs> than I would have ever learned. What's the most challenging cosplay you've had to make? Definitely Kitty Cat Katarina um, by far because most of the stuff that I had done up to that point was like pretty simple besides Raiden, which (laughs) is a soft spot for me because I had to remake it a bunch of times. Um, But Kitty Cat Katarina had a lot of armor pieces compared to, um, like, sewing pieces, and I wanted to mix it up. And I love League of Legends. It's, like, the game I play more than anything else. So, um, and I had, actually, a lot of fur already, so that was kind of the driving point to making it. Um, but I wanted to be able to show that I could do, uh, skill wise to do the sewing thing and then also be able to do the armor and weapon and prop thing, um, in one. So it's definitely Kitty Cat Katarina took a long, long time. Um, cause I, I basically hand sculpted the swords myself out of EVA foam and then covered the whole thing in Warbla and attached it all to itself and added the leather and painted it. And that in itself took just as long as the costume took. So it, it definitely, that one was the longest. Well, everybody I know in the cosplay community says Warbla is the devil. 
Like, it's the hardest <laughs> thing to work with. And they're like, you know, sewing's it's one animal and one beast that's not mm-hmm. easy. And they said Warbler is a completely other monster, and it's not easy either. And the the fact that you did both, you did the actual sewing, and then you did the Warbler too, that just goes to show what an amazing cosplayer you are and what talent you have. Oh, thank you. I The thing is, is that that's a lot of people are scared of warbler because it is like a brand new material like as far as sewing a lot of people have like seen sewing machines before maybe they've used one you know like that's kind of like a household item maybe a sewing machine warbler is like you only know about it if you cosplay you know so it's it's like scary at first and i'm just in my opinion I would much rather work with Warbla than sew. I am like so anti-sewing. I hate it. <laughs> it's so difficult for me because I like I like to like sit down and like get like everything done like as quickly as I can. And sewing, if you like mess up, you have to like go back and take out every single stitch and then redo it and if you mess it up again it's like I'm doing the same thing over and over and over and I hate it whereas Warbla it's like I think I maybe I'm just used to it now because it's like my material of choice at this point but I think it's much easier to use and it's quicker and if you make a mistake all you have to do is heat it up and it's just back to being Play-Doh again. So I would prefer to use Warbler. Do you ever get people commissioning, like, say, hey, can you make something for me? Yeah, all of my friends that don't cosplay. <laughs> and, and Halloween, when Halloween rolled around, I had so many people being like, hey, I want to make this. Can you make me this? Can you make? And I'm like, yeah, well, I could. But then I also have these five other people that want me to make them costumes. And this is my, like, week off. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't want to make you a minion costume. Go to Party City. What <laughs> did you? It. What did you go for Halloween? I actually was at 2050 events on Halloween. So I was actually Kitty Cat Katarina all day nice. on the 31st. Awesome. Um. For me, it's funny because, like, my wife and I, we both cosplay as well. But, like, we've started very slowly from the ground up because not everyone – because I think cosplay is a state of mind, right? Like, it's all about how you feel on the inside. You get very zen about your cosplay. I do. Because (laughs) – like, very wax on, wax off with this cosplay. Because not – you don't have to have a certain look to be a cosplayer or or to feel like you're a cosplayer. And I feel like with – you said earlier that you kind of come out like you're kind of shy, right? Like deep down you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think that's one of the cool things about cosplay is you can feel like a different person for a day. Like you, even if you do are a shy inward person, you can kind of feel stronger and feel more confident, you know, when you're in, you know, in the shoes of somebody like a Mary Jane or something, mm-hmm. like you can feel Definitely. like you're someone totally different in it. And it's a cool experience that people that don't cosplay don't really understand. And that I, I know I, I really like 
I, I get excited when I talk to other cosplayers because, like, I, I'm just, you know, my wife and I do basic cosplay, like, so stuff. No, 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 no. He's being very modest. They do really <laughs> good cosplays. Uh, they, you do uh, the two Resident Evil characters. Yeah, I, I did Barry Burton uh, from Resident Evil, and my wife did Jill Valentine. But like, and they look phenomenal. Awesome. Like he's he's being modest. Johnny is always <laughs> modest. He's not going to say, but he looked like a badass. So badass that the actual bartender made them give him his gun. <laughs> Really? He, yeah, he went to the bar with the gun, and he's like, sir, <laughs> ma'am, I'm going to need your firearms. And he's like, oh, no, these are fake. And because he's not me, he's, like, waving it around. I'm like, no, no. So, like, I had to grab him and then give both the guns to the bartender. And, like, look, these are toys, but you can keep them back there if it makes you feel better. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep them back here. And I'm like, go ahead, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's I thought awesome. we were totally getting kicked out of the bar that night, by the way, <laughs> with you, Mr. Wave the gun around. Well, it's funny. Like, but, yeah. hey, it's totally fake, but, you know, it just might scare off a few patrons, that's all. <laughs> oh, dude, that place was super sketch anyway. Like, yeah. I think, actually, I felt better that he had a, a fake gun with him, so. <laughs> but let's talk about this for a second, because, like, my wife is, she considers herself more of an introvert as well. So, like, but whenever she gets to put on a cosplay, she feels so much bigger than she is, and she gets to feel quote-unquote like a celebrity for a day like she gets to feel like mm -hmm. people stop and take her pictures and all that and it gives you this very euphoric experience like this natural high does that something that happens to you definitely definitely because i i am very very introvert well i'm kind of both i can be extroverted but only when i feel comfortable and i don't feel comfortable in a lot of situations until i like scope everything out you know um so I'm I'm usually awkward and shy and scared to to talk to people I don't know. Um, so yes, absolutely. When I'm in costume and someone wants to take my picture, I feel like I'm on top of the world. Like, oh my god, you want to take my picture? Absolutely. That's like the coolest feeling ever. And then like as the day goes on, it just gets better and better, and you just don't want to leave, and then you have to, and it's sad. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. The euphoria feeling is is there. I think for everyone, it's like the coolest thing. Yeah, we're gonna uh, take a, just a quick uh, uh, quick little break, and uh, we'll be back with Ellen Marie. This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Video Games Monthly. Video Games Monthly is a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door. VGM is a must for gamers who own classic gaming systems from the '80s to the 2000s. VGM offers 3, 4, and even 10 game subscriptions for the NES, SNES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and now both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And best of all, you keep the games. Every month, they send out a variety of well-known retro favorites and the unique ones to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for a monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you.
And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And, of course, we're joined by our amazing guest, Ellie Marie. She's an amazing cosplayer, and she's an awesome person to talk to. And she, we were just talking about before the break about how, you know, becoming when you put on the, the mantle, if you will, the cape and cowl, if you're doing Batman, just cosplay, if you will, putting that on can make you feel bigger than you are, make you feel like someone else. And there's a lot of people out there that, don't necessarily quote unquote have a certain look for example like someone just doesn't have a certain body type to play a character and i say just go do it all power to you you know what I mean? it, it's all about the end that's why i said earlier it's all about the inside your state of mind if it makes you feel good go do it exactly i'm so with you on that it it breaks my heart every time the because the internet is so brutal even like you could be the most like gorgeous human being fit everybody's personal preference of like everything and the internet will find a way to make you feel so awful about yourself so i think it's important for people to know that like the whole reason that people cosplay is to like obviously for different reasons but to feel you know that feeling of euphoria is one or to portray their favorite character from their favorite game or to have a creative outlet. Cause a lot of people are artists in general. Um, but yeah, there's no, it's just a carefree fun hobby and there's no reason that people should be torn down for doing what they want to do. No. And I wanted to ask you, uh, speaking of that, because you do have such amazing cosplays, how can people find you on the internet and how can they buy your prints? Um, I have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram um, account, all slash Ellie Marie, which is spelled E-L-L-E-I Marie. Um, and then my store, I have a store envy, which is elliemarie.storeenvy.com. And then I also have an Etsy, which has no prints on it, but has mostly um, cosplay materials, uh, building materials like masks and then i also do paintings on etsy as well so that would be um i guess etsy.com slash ellie marie so painting as in like like you yeah paint, you paint you bro. paint as well that's yeah, awesome they are phenomenal <laughs> that's yeah, her cool pokemon paintings and she, that's cool. you've got to look at it because I, I definitely want to get one for our studio here because i mean you're you, you're you're like a, a jack of all trades. The I mean, Jill, yeah. a Jill, a Jill of all <laughs> trades. Yeah, so, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're a phenomenal artist when uh -huh. it comes to painting. You're a phenomenal cosplayer. I mean, it's like, what can Ellie Marie not do? <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I I think I was. It was my first convention ever. I was at Geek Fest at um, 2014. I want to say. Um, so it was my first con and I, all my friends had already been guests at places before and they had told me that they sell prints, but they also sell other things just, you know, cause they're mostly crafty if they are making their own costumes. So some people, you know, have keychains or some people have handmade jewelry. And so I was like, well, I want something to sell at my booth too. Maybe I, maybe I can paint, who knows? Let's see. <laughs> and then it worked out. So then it's, I mean, I was looking at pictures of my first batch of paintings actually the other day and I kind of cringed. So I, I think I've come a long way, but um, yeah, I've been doing, it's basically minimalist uh, 12 by 12 square canvases. And I, I do like uh, Pokemon like faces, you know, like with just like the eyes and the mouth. 
like a very minimalist style, but I started doing like Batman and all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. Is that something that you, uh, you have like, is that in the family tree, so to speak, like something that you have passed down on to you or something that you just kind of all of a sudden out of the blue, just tried? Um, well I have actually my, my parents and my brother, have no artistic abilities whatsoever <laughs> so i'm like this this black sheep i don't even look anything like them <laughs> it's funny um but yeah no it's it's really random i i had never painted before i've done a lot of other art related things i i do um graphic design is what my college degree was in so i am like very much like based around the arts in general and so um i have just tried painting <laughs> it worked out <laughs> so she's the arnold schwarzenegger and twins she got the good looks she got all the artist ability and, and all of all of her rest of her family is a danny devito they got what was left over <laughs> yeah they no, my brother he is totally opposite of me he plays football in college and stuff so he's like the athletic you know jock and I got the nerd, so we were like the two social ends of the spectrum, but we meet in the middle to play League of Legends sometimes. So. <laughs> well, I wanted to mention that, actually, because you mentioned earlier, like you when you were playing Halo, that kind of sparked this whole world. Uh, you Obviously, you, you put time into League of Legends. Is that Are you mainly a PC gamer today, or do you play any other consoles? Um, I am mainly a PC gamer now. I, I switched to the Master Race. I know people get mad when people say that. Um, but I started out on Xbox. That was like my first main because we we um, back you know back in the day when there were two Xboxes and you hooked them up with that green Ethernet cord and uh, you played like 4v4 with like four people in one room and four people in the other that was like my humble beginning so i started on xbox and that's why i own an xbox one and not a ps4 but uh i switched to cons or not console i switched to pc um in to play world of warcraft and then it all went downhill from there <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because like I, I've been Deuce and I've been playing video games ever since we could hold a controller in our hands and like mm -hmm. little kids, and that's one thing that I I grew up playing console games. I like PC games, but I'm not as inv inv invested in PC games. Like a lot of the PC mm -hmm. games that I played growing up was very uh, real time strategy, like uh, Command and Conquer and you know, stuff like that. You know, very very mm -hmm. point and click stuff. Uh, and the LucasArts games and all that. So, like, for me, I, I, there was a big distance, like, big gap in between uh, playing PC games because a lot of the games that, I was, that my friends are playing on PC, that could, they could play on a console. But there's certain games yeah. like League of Legends that is 95 million people play that game. Like, this is huge. <laughs> this is a huge franchise, huge game, huge franchise. Mm -hmm. And that's a game that, like, all my friends, like, anytime I talk to them, like, Johnny, you love RPGs. You, this is for you. <laughs> this is your game, man. You need to check this out. I'm worried I'm going to get so hooked into the game, that's all I'm going to play. Yeah, I'm, like, kind of – I've kind of put the kibosh and the wow and the League of Legends on him because me and him, you know, he's married. He's got two kids. He's got a full-time job. I am not married, have no kids, have a full-time job. But I'm like, look, bro, you, you know, you got a full-time job. The podcast is a full-time job. If you get on WoW and League of Legends, like, something's going to end up falling to the wayside. <laughs> and I can't have it be my second revenue stream. Like, <laughs> we can't be shutting down the, the extra money that's coming into the house. Like, uh, we got to, you know, 
I gotta keep them away from it. I feel like the uh, sponsor in AA meetings, like slapping away the alcohol <laughs> bottles. It's like, no, Johnny, no, no. <laughs> Stay away. No, it's it's a great game, but it is life consuming. Like I thought, wow, was life consuming, and it has so much more to do. But for some reason, you play League of Legends and you just don't stop until you're like half asleep and you're falling over and yeah it's like four in the morning open. and you got to get up uh-huh. at eight and you're like oh crap if i go to bed now i'll get four hours of sleep and i'm afraid that's what happened to johnny like i'd lose him to the interwebs uh-huh. and and just i'd never see him again it's so addicting and, it, and i think it's just because it's the same map over and over and over again but you play different champions every time so it's a brand new game you never know like who the other team's going to pick or who's going to be on your team so it's just like the possibilities are endless you just you can't quit so those at home that don't know it's a moba it's a 5v5 um and there's other quote unquote competitors out there the blizzard has the heroes of the storm um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's Dota 2, right? Um, have you played those other games? Um, I have downloaded Dota 2. <laughs> I've <laughs> never actually opened it. But uh, I play Heroes of the Storm a lot. I love Heroes of the Storm. Actually, it's that was my... not as addicting. That was my first entry into MOBAs because I would not played MOBAs before. And I actually mm-hmm. liked what I played of Heroes of the Storm. It was, And I've been told by a lot of people it's an easier uh, MOBA to get into. It holds your hand mm-hmm. a little bit. It's not as... Uh, yeah you know, grindy or whatever. Um, and uh, I enjoyed the aesthetics, the look, the way it played, the different map. Because they, that's one of the differences with Heroes of the Storm is you have multiple maps you can choose. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I had a good time, but I'm not, pl- obviously I'm not playing it now. But I, I'm just worried that once I get into League of Legends, I'm just going to be, like you said, I'm just going to be like, that's going to be my jam. That's all I'm going to do. So like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very worried. <laughs> like my wife's probably yeah, be like, it scares nope. me. Yeah, <laughs> and we've already actually his wife, who's our third member, Brandy, she's outside playing Minecraft as we speak. <laughs> oh, she is mind cracked out. Like I went by and she's playing. I'm like, hey, what's going on, Brandy? She's like, what's up? I'm like, oh, okay, Brandy. <laughs> she's in the zone. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's making a skyscraper. Is the last thing I saw. This huge skyscraper. Yeah, she's put about three hundred and seventy-five hours into, my, oh, into God, Minecraft man. in only a year, mind you. So she's put oh, about yeah, wow. she is hooked, and she'd never played Minecraft before. And we got it for the PS4, and she once she picked it up, it's been a year today actually when she's played Minecraft, and she just like that's her that's her thing. Like she gets she's so into it. Like she's created this whole world that she uh, just is so invested in, and like it's it's awesome. I mean, and it, that's a, and I told her it's a way to express yourself. To express your creativity as well, and I think that's kind of parallels with um, what cosplay is about. It's gonna, it's another way to express yourself, express mm-hmm. your creativity, and I think that's something that you know people appreciate and they go and they want to take your picture because that's the thing is like when someone says, "Hey, can I take your picture?" Like me as a fan, that's saying, "Hey, this person is you're appreciating that person's effort and time they put into their craft," and like it's a, it's a great feeling when someone says, "Hey, I want to take your picture" because you're like, "Hey, I, I'm noticing you. I'm noticing the time and effort that you put into it," and I think that's mm-hmm. a, an awesome feeling that you get, you know, when you get that request, and mm-hmm. it just puts a big smile on your face, on their face, especially if it's something that's not as known, something kind of like uh, underground, and you're like, "Hey, I, you like what I like," and that's it's, it's always mm-hmm. a cool bond that you get to share with somebody. Oh yeah. And uh, like for example, like I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan, like the original so- show. 
and and that's obviously a show that has been around since my parents were around and i you know uh i thought you were gonna say twilight i thought you were no. gonna stop at twilight i was like no <laughs> don't <laughs> I'm sorry, keep going. It's a, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, to, uh, yeah, to, no, it's Twilight. You know, I, I, I'm team, team, uh, Jacob. Actually, you know, the the werewolf. So, yeah, go team Jacob. I was Jacob. like, whoa, I would have never put like plugged you for a a, a vampire werewolf guy. <laughs> it's funny because, and that's one thing that you see when you go to conventions is there's going to be people out there that are you know waving their nerd flag around. They're going to have things that they love they're very passionate about very unabashed fans of and when you find something that you like and they like and you get a group, big group of people and that's one thing i also love is group cosplays when people decide yeah. to get together and like group like i would love to see you get in a group cosplay with someone else from dragon ball z like that would be awesome you know having your android 18 mm -hmm. and maybe have 17 and 16 like that i think in dr Giro, that would be really really cool i don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. seen other people cosplay as that but that would be something really neat that you could go into yeah, um, actually, I mentioned her already once, but Nerd Bunny, she does Videl, and she also does uh, bra briefs. So we coordinated that one time, I think at Tampa Bay Comic Con, I was Android 18 the same day she was Videl, and we were right next to each other, not on purpose. <laughs> so the whole day, it was pretty fun. We were like making Dragon Ball Z jokes and yelling at over 9,000 jokes at everybody. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Do you have a favorite convention? So far, uh, Tampa Bay Comic Con was my favorite convention experience, definitely. It was really, really fun. The weather was unfortunate. It rained all three days pretty like horribly. Um, but it was definitely really, really fun. Um, I had a lot of my friends also as guests there, and we were all kind of in a line. They made a cosplay alley, um, and it, it, was, it was really fun. And then the last day we did a group actually we did a group cosplay of South Park um, so all of us were different South Park characters I think there was at least like 15 or 16 of us that were like down the row and uh, um, Nerd Bunny was Cartman and she was screaming at everybody constantly all day and she had a box of cheesy poofs that she was <laughs> eating and I was Kenny so like whenever somebody would ask for pictures I would just dive on the ground and pretend to die and make like awful noises it was it was so fun so I think Tampa Bay Comic Con is my favorite so far I'll tell you what like the very one of the very first conventions I went to was mega convention mega con if you will mm -hmm. uh, and that started off as like an anime it was pretty much started off as an anime only convention like it was mainly like anime centric and that conventions obviously evolved throughout the years the 15 16 years that it's been around and it's really changed and evolved and now it's like just like anything you know video games television movies sci-fi it's fantasy it, it does it's one-stop shop it's like that, that i guess that's why they call it a mega mega convention now like you go there and you see all that but like it's cool to find niche conventions like afo uh, you know uh, mm -hmm. and all that stuff where you have like a certain genre that you get to go into and that's one of the things I love about Tampa Bay Comic Con. A, every time I've gone to Tampa Bay Comic Con, I've had a blast. And mm -hmm. it's obviously very comic book focused, but you still see a lot of Doctor Who there as well. That's one thing I noticed right away was is very Doctor Who. There's a lot of Doctor Who uh, lore there. But it's like you go there, and, it, and I think the price of the tickets is cheaper than other conventions. Like it's not as expensive. Mm -hmm. Like the parking is pretty fair. And like it's just you go in with – you just have it's less stressful. I don't think it's as overcrowded mm -hmm. as uh, you know. I just feel like you don't what, lose your truck. Yeah, you don't lose your <laughs> truck. Uh, uh -huh. But like you go in and it's just it seems just 
not that it's like dumbed down or anything, but like it's it, it feels like it's just uh, a little more intimate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as overwhelming, yeah. and like I I, I think you kind of get a little bit more appreciative. Like you get to kind of spend more time with people and talk to people more, and like it just has like a even though it's in Tampa and Tampa's a big city, it still kind of has that grassroots. Uh, you know, small hometown feel to it. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I like uh, 10 bit comic con a lot. Cause I can go there and it's less stressful and I can just have a good time, spend a couple of hours. I don't have to feel like I spat to spend like all day there. I can just spend a few yeah. hours and then go. So I'd... it's definitely one of those like midsize like conventions. It's not like a really, really small first year, but it's not like a huge, you have to like plan a meetup with your friends. Cause there's, there's no way you're ever going to find them again. If you, like lose them and then like try and like fight your way through a mosh pit of humans like um uh, how megacon was this oh, past geez. year it's oh like... my goodness yeah because we had the, the same problem we uh speaking of losing my truck um <laughs> we had the cast of king of the nerds with us as a celebrity guest and they came with us as guests of the podcast and we took Ooh. them all but like i had to be on my cell phone all day and literally i wouldn't keep them out of eyes reach of me like i tried not to keep him out of arm's length from me because i'm like if you get away from me you're gone you mm-hmm. gone. like they're just gonna be oh true, yeah like out of there and i'm like like don't don't make sure you can see me like i, I did this like with my hand straight up like 90 percent of the day when i, I yeah. got home to drive i had to drive with my left hand because my right arm was shot <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy this past year. It was actually where I I wore my new and improved Raiden. Um, And I was walking around, like, my feet. Because, well, you know, it's like a little leotard. There's, like, nowhere for me to put anything. So, like, I had to have a friend hold my phone. Um, But then, like, I was terrified of getting separated from everyone all day. But there were so many of us that it was bound to happen. And sure enough like my phone and my wallet and all of my personal belongings are like, like clear on the other side of the convention and you're stuck. Yeah. You're like, nobody will know who I am if something <laughs> bad happens. Cause I don't even have my yeah. ID. So, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And the thing is with the Raiden that I did, it was like a female Raiden from mortal Kombat. And so everything was basically the same, except instead of a full body, um, like white suit, it was just a white long sleeve leotard with like all the same embellishments and what have you. Um, but the like the shoes, I did white, like huge go-go high heels with like the armor attached to the front of them. Um, but they were not broken in, and I don't think they'll ever be broken in <laughs> because they're very uncomfortable shoes. But I couldn't walk very fast at all, so like all my friends are like in normal clothes, like walking like eight miles ahead of me, and I'm like, guys, wait. I'm back here and I can't walk fast, please. And then if someone would like stop me to take my picture, they'd be gone. So it was yeah. crazy. Well, there was about ninety five thousand people that came to MegaCon this and past this year. It's even gonna be worse because yeah. it's Labor Day and it's gonna be four days. That's they're they're predicting over one hundred twenty thousand people at MegaCon this year. Coming. That's gonna be too much. I mean, that's a lot of people. Personally, yeah. like it's like that's that's just too many people. It almost turns me off. It's, now I know why we're never going to get the MegaCon account. Because, uh, <laughs> I always kind of throw them under the bus, even though we do. We do love MegaCon. I swear to God, we love you guys. <laughs> but it's like, that's just for me. And I'm one of those people like I don't like huge crowds, like huge mm-hmm. crowds kind of freak me out. It sets off my anxiety a little bit, mm-hmm. especially in a place where there's no beer. 
So uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, that's a lot of people, and it's freaking me out. And when it says oh, yeah. that there's going to be that many people this year, especially with it being a four-day weekend, I'm like, yeah, I'm done, you rings. They should think about updating a venue or adding a venue or something, making it to a hotel. I don't know. There is not a lot of space last year, and if there's going to be even more people this year, then they yeah, I don't know what they're going to might do. need some more space. Well, the good thing is they added the MegaCon Fan Days, which is coming up really soon, mm-hmm. which, again, our, our good buddy Cecil Gardner is actually going to be one of the celebrity guests there, which will be cool, so I'm going to maybe try and go out and hosted, see him. Hosted by our good friend uh, Mark B. Lee, who yeah. is the voice of the convention. He's the yep. he's the guy who's pretty much, you've heard him everywhere, Dragon Con, any major convention, he's pretty much the... The MC, the narrator, he's he does it all, and yeah, he uh, does all the he'll Q&As. be there as well for uh, fan days as well. So, so I'm hoping with fan days, it might split it up a little bit. Like some mm-hmm. people might say, "Hey, I'll go to fan days and not regular MegaCon, or vice versa." But I just mm-hmm. I got a bad feeling because that con group is so hardcore that they're going to go oh, to yeah. both. So they're going to go really, to both. Yeah, you're not really breaking it up. You're just making more money because they can go twice a year. Yeah. Which, hey, I'm down with going twice a year. I ain't mad at them. But it's like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness! There's going to be so many people that it 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 gets it gets scary, and you might lose your truck. So <laughs> always drop, always use your your Google Maps and drop a pen where you leave your vehicle. Uh, we learned. So. Oh yeah, you lost it in the parking lot. I lost it in the parking lot, and on top of that, I had all the King of the Nerds people there, and that was oh, I was their ride. Oh. So it's like I've got these celebrities there, and I can't find my truck. And I'm having a. a I had to like calm him down. I dude, him I was having talk. a panic attack. Like he was Betty Betty Ross, and I was the Hulk because like <laughs> we got in the car. I couldn't find it. I'm hulking out. I'm like, like going crazy because I can't find my truck. And then we finally found it, and we got him. And it all worked out okay. But there was 30 minutes there where I was, I, I was not a good human being to to be around. <laughs> so thank God I've got my 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 best friend and my main man Johnny. Uh, my 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 tag team partner in life, if you will, with me to calm me down because I was I was losing my shit for lack of a better <laughs> word. Oh yeah, no, that sounds miserable. It happens to all of us, though. It that, does. Well, it does that demon a, that comes out. Oh yeah, and an event as big as that because we parked uh-huh. at a place that wasn't their official parking. Which strike oh, one, gotcha. and uh, you know, and two, we didn't take enough pictures to know where we were, so it was just it was bad news bears all around. But it worked out. It did, and uh, it was a good time. And we, you know, we, you learn a lot when you go to conventions. Like I bet someone, someone like you that like goes to conventions quite often, like you, you know what times you should be there, how how soon you should leave your house, like knowing mm-hmm. anticipating traffic, knowing you know where the major sections are going to be, where where to walk around. And sometimes you go into a place that it's like you don't know, because like that's the problem with MegaCon is MegaCon changes areas. Like they don't, they're not in the same location, the same no, I conference think they've hall. Been in a different every the last four every years, year, they've yeah. they've changed where they're going to be. So like you try to anticipate. All right, this is where the crowds are going to be. This is where the <laughs> stairs are going to be when you walk up. But if they keep changing the location in the convention hall every year, it's very hard to kind of like plan out your day. And because the busing and like they had to like shuttle you last year, like different mm-hmm. areas. And it was like, you had no idea where you were going. And like, it's very hard to tell people, Hey, meet me up here when they're not even getting on the shuttle and they're parking like all the way across like downtown. Like it's, it's, yeah. So it's that's one of the things that you do when you go to conventions. Is you take notes, mental notes, and you learn like, hey, this is how this is going to be, you know, and you learn things like that. And also one thing that I learned as well is like, I try to stay hydrated 
as best as you can and eat and yes. eat because mm-hmm. my wife tried like not last year but the year before she almost passed out like twice because she was just like so dehydrated because well, that cosplay wasn't helping her either the cosplay doesn't help either but like you you need to make sure you're hydrated when you walk around because of the body heat especially when you have ninety five thousand people walking around you like you're just going to suck your energy out and you've got to make sure you're you know stay healthy folks if this is our public service announcement stay yeah. healthy yeah, hydrate 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 stay I healthy use moisturizer message. yeah <laughs> exactly Definitely, especially if you're in armor, it's so easy to be like, oh, I can wait, oh, I can wait, until you can't wait anymore, and then you still have to wait, get there, wait in line, get the food, and it becomes dangerous at that point. So definitely just get it ahead of time and get it out of the way when you can. And hanger is a real thing. Like, I saw it firsthand with some of our celebrity guests. Hanger is a real, real thing, people. So real it's so real and then you're like over there thinking about oh man when i pass out who's gonna catch me it wasn't (laughs) even that it was like they ate and they're like oh i'm sorry i've been an uber dick for like the past hour like i'm really really sorry after they get their like sandwich in them they're like oh shit i've been been such a horrible person for the last hour i'm like dude i don't care i just want you to be okay you're yeah, no, it's so it's such a serious thing. <laughs> it really is. It just happened to me today, actually. I was with a bunch of friends, and and everyone started to like, you know, when you're hanging out with people, and every like the mood starts to die down, and everyone starts to get quiet on their phones, and someone's like, "We should eat," and then it becomes okay, and they're like, "Yeah, we should," and then everything's fine. <laughs> but it takes a minute. You got to get that in you. Definitely, and. So, Ellie Marie, we want to tell you thank you so much for joining us on the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. You've been a pleasure to talk to. You're funny, and I think it's interesting how you said earlier in in the uh, episode that you were you know very shy to talk to people, but I think you did an awesome job tonight, right, dude? Yeah, uh, hands down. Super like, comfortable. Amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> she definitely gets in the the definitely the top five of interviews we've ever done. So definitely. When I was watching some past episodes of you guys, um, everything seemed fun. It was. Um, super exciting. Yeah. You guys seem pretty good at what you do. So, yeah, we, we're uh, I could we we like to consider ourselves professional talkers. Like we'll, we'll just talk about anything. Like we we have so much pop culture knowledge between the two of us. Like we talk about wrestling, video games. I mean, television, movies, comics, cosplay, yeah. comics, Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, we we talk about everything, and just because we wear our geekdom on our sleeves. Like I I mean, he's look at him. He's wearing a superhero uh, Marvel <laughs> Ultimate. I'm wearing a crossplay Star Wars Pokemon shirt. The Force. Uh, Luke used the Force. It was successful. Like this is who we are. You know. I mean, we don't. You know, a lot of places, a lot of shows, radios, like they put on a front. They try to pretend to be who they are. This is just us. This mm-hmm. is who we are. I mean, I, I have a Kirby behind me and a blue turtle shell from <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart. So, like, this is like. I noticed. Yeah. So, like, this is who we are. So, we oh, will show her the link pillow that's behind Oh, yeah. Our yeah. friend Angela Crawford actually made this. This is really cool. Check this out. Awesome. Yeah. It's this link from um, uh, Wind Waker. It's really, really cool. Like, it's awesome. It's cross stitch. It's super comfy. Yeah. I've maybe slobbered um, on it a couple times. When I've, had, <laughs> I've had to spend the night over here and couch. sleep on this couch. Yeah. This couch has been my bed multiple times, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's an office slash place for Deuce to sleep when he gets drunk, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I got my Deadpool jacket on. I'm ready. I'm in the spirit. Nice. 
So we really appreciate you joining us on the happy hour, Johnny and Deuce. And how do people find you uh, on the internet? How do people learn more about what you do and, and your upcoming events? Definitely. Um, well, I have a website. It's elliemarie.com, um, E-L-L-E-I-M-A-R-I-E.com. Um, I post all my events there and all the pictures. Um, but if you want to get more personal, I have a bunch of social media accounts. Um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all um, slash Ellie Marie. Um, Facebook I'm on more than anything. And if anyone ever wants to get in touch with me, Facebook's definitely the way to go. Um, Instagram is more like behind the scenes. Uh, Twitter I use when I have to because <laughs> Twitter is my least social media of, cho- of choice. Um, <clears throat> but then I also have a store um, where I sell art and prints. It's elliemarie.storeenvy.com. And I have some cosplay uh, materials and some more, a wider array of paintings on Etsy. Um, my name is also Ellie Marie on Etsy. Awesome. So we're going to put a link in the description of this episode so people can go find your stuff. So it's going to be awesome. Perfect. So. Yeah, so if you're listening to the episode, look at the bottom. Look at all the links that are down the bottom and go see them. Go follow them. Go Instagram them. Go yep. like them. Go, go tweet them. Go to the yeah. Buy some prints. <laughs> yep. she's, she's got some uh, a couple of little risque prints in there that you can buy too. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can buy. So. A few. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So <laughs> we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. And if anyone um, wants to come out to UltraCon, um, that'll be my next convention. Oh. oh, nice. When's that, and where is it? It is in West Palm Beach, and okay. it is actually the same weekend as MegaCon Fan Days, um, November 21st and 22nd. So go see Ellie Marie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. <laughs> Awesome. So definitely awesome. Well, you have a great evening, and if we don't, uh, I guess we won't see you then. Uh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, you too. Awesome. Have a great evening. Thanks for thanks for having me. No problem. No worries. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Bye. And of course, that was the amazing Ellie Marie. She is an. I mean, she dude. She did great, Deuce. Like yeah, she was amazing. Like we she was. She was kind of shy, you know. Shy, but you like know, she had Johnny a great time. Deuce, we we wear people down. They, yeah, <laughs> they succumb to our charms. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we big shout out to her. She's awesome, and definitely check out her work. It will be in the description of the video. Uh, the in the description of the audio, you'll definitely see you know how to reach her store and reach more about her and learn where she's going to be at her next convention. Like she said, UltraCon in West Palm Beach. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Tell them the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And Deuce, how do people find us on the internet? How you can find us on the internet is you hit us up on Twitter at Show. Also, you can send us an uh, email at show at gmail.com. We're looking for more cosplayers, and we're also looking for your mailbag questions. So make sure to put that in the subject line and send it to us. And, of course, there's not one, there's not two, but there's three ways you need to put us in your uh, Twitter machine, and that is hashtag happy, happy hour, hour podcast. podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. See ya.